Chats, a weekly podcast hosted by two long distance friends with a shared love of candles. I'm Ashley and I'm joined by Diane. Diane, what have you been burning this week? Hey, Ashley. Hi, Diane. This week I'm burning <laughs> Scent Lab 1223. So if you haven't heard of Scent Lab, where have you been? Because Ashley has been talking about them for a little while now. Where have you been? Where have you been? <laughs> so Scent Lab's really cool because they use AI technology to pair you with candles that you might like. And all it requires from you is a short quiz about your preferences and wait, can we talk about how fun that quiz is? I yeah. love that it's videos. Yes. Yeah. It shows like cookies melting and it shows a forest and it's like you can pick if you like that or you don't like that. Right. Yeah. Fun. And so like I when I saw the cookies, I was like, absolutely not. I know it's deceiving because it's like I want the cookies, but no, <laughs> I want the cookies, but I don't want to smell the cookies. I, I want to smell the cookies because I want to eat the cookies, but I don't want a candle about cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I want to eat the cookies while I'm burning the candle mm-hmm. that I'm going to get Include paired with. Include the cookies in the box with the candle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> My candle was a 99% match to me. Oh, no, I think it was a 98% match. I actually read it in my profile. It was a 99% match. Thank you for I correcting another, me, Mom. I think, I think another in another episode, episode. You said 98. I did, because I honestly thought that it was. But when I was looking at my profile today, it said my scent lab 1223 was a 99% match. And oh. so I really like it. It's 14 ounces, $45, which is a great price for that amount of candle. It's And it was 10% off with promo code Ashley10. Yes, it was. So it wasn't even $45 <laughs> for me. It's two wicks, which makes it a really nice even burn. It has notes of cognac for a rich ambery finish, black leather and tobacco leaf for this like smoky sultry center and Cade deepens the woody and smoky aroma. That sounds so good. They changed. They used to like, it used to just be the owner making these candles and now it's like so fancy and they use like a very fancy perfumer that makes candles for other fancy brands, but I don't think we're allowed to name them, but it's pretty exciting. I feel like their scents are really elevated now. Yeah. So I didn't have their scents before because Last year when I was buying candles, I was almost exclusively buying the brand that shall not be named. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I've been trying to branch out, especially since doing candle chats. And when I saw that you had a promo code, I thought I can support Ashley while also trying a new candle. And I really like it. I will say that the cold throw is more subtle than other candles that I have of this size. But when it's burning, I can smell it. It's really nice. It's definitely a warmer scent. And it does have that layer of complexity, not as complex as some of those more expensive luxury candles candles that we have. But it's good. It's definitely a comforting candle, which is perfect for this episode because it's the cozy episode. It is the cozy episode. I'm so excited. Me too. So anyway, what are you burning? Okay, so I actually have Otherlands Fallen Fur Lit. That's what I'm like 
literally burning right now, right. but I have in our show notes that it's net Barbie style, a Malibu holiday okay. because I had this one lit earlier this week and I wanted to talk about it because in the last episode that was all about holiday candles, I said that I didn't really like the cold throw, but I was surprised by how much I like this candle. Yeah. Once I had it lit, it's so nice. Really? It's definitely, it's not like even in my top five for net because I feel like I have a lot of like solid 10 out of 10 really love candles from them. Well, when all of the candles from a company are good, like really good, mm -hmm. it's hard to talk about you know, candles that you get that aren't necessarily in your favorite profile because Mm -hmm. not hard to talk about them, but hard to like place them within your favorites because all of them are good. All of them are worth buying. Because, okay, in that we have Barbie Dreamland, we have Magician, Mm -hmm. we have uh, Chai Milk. What else do we have? We have Sunday Chess, we have Fate. And like all of these, Gallica Rose is another one I really like. Like all of those are like top tier right and then there's this one and in comparison it's not a scent that's like directly in my wheelhouse but i will say when i had it lit i was very much enjoying it really so while this wouldn't be one that i get a backup of it's not one i go into like hoard mode it's not one i go into like impulse purchase mode it is one i really really like okay and tell me about it what does it smell like okay so it's their collab with Barbie style and it's their Malibu holiday one. And I was saying in the last episode that it's kind of milky and like floral and you get that like sea salt. All of that is true, but I think the Jasmine comes out a little bit more. Okay. And because they do fragrance so well, it just smells really nice. Like it still smells like milky and like night blooming kind of like sweet Jasmine, but they just do scent so well that it's it's nice. It's like a nice scent. It's not like wrinkle your nose and you're like, oh, you don't do that with any net candle. You don't feel like you're going to smoke yourself out of the house because it's too strong or anything like that. Yeah. It's like we're a lot of, like most of the candles I like are kind of like heavier. Yeah. More like I was going to say thick. That's not the right thing, but they're like heavier scents. Yeah, sure. Right. This one is like lighter. Mm-hmm. So it almost kind of like opens your eyes up more like more invigorating. Okay. So I liked it because it was different, but the actual candle that I have lit, I guess we're going to have to do like two burns for me this week because the actual candle that I have lit is the three wick fallen fur from Otherland. Okay. Now, did you buy this one or did they send this to you? They sent it to me. Thank you. Bitch. (laughs) They also sent me a little wick trimmer, a gold one, and I don't have a gold wick trimmer. Wow. That's nice. Well, I do now. Yeah. It's massive. I actually have it lit. I was going to like Vanna White it, but I have it lit. So I don't want to spill wax again like my last episode. This thing is massive. Yeah. I I got the Gilded Collection last year. I think I just got three, not all six. I think. I don't remember now. But I remember like not really being, being able to smell them. Like they were a little faint to yeah. me. And again, I think that's because our living room, like it was like open concept yeah. in our LA apartment leading into our dining room and kitchen. So it was harder to smell it. This one really packs punch three wick, but it's still not, it's not boy smells grace intense level. It's nice. Okay. It's really nice. That's great. Yeah. And I've been lighting a lot more like Christmas scents lately and I'm very much enjoying it. Okay. So do you feel like fallen fur has made it into like your, um, staple Christmas candle collection then? Oh, yeah. 
Okay, yeah. and this one is so big. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna have this one for years. I already know. Yeah. I'm hoarding this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have it too from last year when I bought the Gilded Collection. And I have Fallen Fur, but I have the small one. Mm. And if I wasn't moving, I probably would have bought the big one because I'm almost finished with the small one and I'll probably finish it off this season. Definitely going to be one I have for years. Because once it's like, once it's January, I don't think, I don't really go back to pine. Yeah, I'm so jealous. I mean, I'm the person who burns pine in like the middle of June. I absolutely cannot. I don't know what it is. And I love pine. Yeah. But I'm like, this is not appropriate. (laughs) Well, I think, do you know what I think it is for me is that I, we don't have seasons here and you didn't have seasons in LA. So it's maybe a little bit different, but I think that you had more range of seasons in LA even than I have here in Florida. Like it'll, oh, you think? yeah, it'll be like 98 degrees on Christmas, like in the middle of December. Yeah, in LA too. We'll get like two days where it's in the forties and people fall apart here. I mean, Yeah. <laughs> I think because there's n- literally no seasons here and it's very humid all the time. It never feels like Christmas. It never feels festive. So those mm-hmm. fragrances, I associate them. I still associate them with Christmas, but less so than somebody who maybe lives in a space where it's like cold and, you know, you get those changes of seasons and things like that. Cause like even pumpkin spice, like I'll throw back a, an iced pumpkin spice latte in the middle of June. If you let me, where at home no one's making that no coffee shop is making no no coffee shop is making that but i would like i'll do it i'll drink it okay all right april 5th sure i'll drink (laughs) i'll drink a a nice pumpkin spice latte over here please right like (laughs) i feel like that should be like a candid camera kind of thing where you like go into a coffee shop in april and you're like hi can i have a pumpkin spice latte (laughs) just wreck the starbucks near me yeah i'm demanding uh ma'am okay can i just tell you i journaled about seasons today (laughs) like you journaled about seasons like i just love the change of seasons Mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. so sweet (laughs) i don't even journal i i busted out a journal to do this today she busted out her teenage journal from 10 years ago 20 years ago now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I got one ordinary habit has uh like stop. I mean they're journals. I don't know. I think they probably have a name for them. Yeah. Um and they sent me one and I was walking Mia this morning and there was a break in the rain. Yeah. I was taking my bad pictures of nature, which I've been doing lately, and I've just been like, wow overwhelmed by the beauty of nature and how you can actually visually see seasons change. I've never experienced this in my life. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then we get back home and I'm like, I'm going to journal about this. Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) And then I had a few glasses of wine tonight, which is probably obvious with like how much I'm laughing. Um, and I read it back. I read it out loud to myself. Maddie's out of town. Read it out loud to myself, and I was, like, cackling, like, who am I? You're a journaler now. I'm a journaler now. Watch out, world. (laughs) All right, so like Diane said earlier, today's episode is all about cozy chats. We're switching gears from candle chats, going straight into cozy chats. Mm -hmm. We're going to answer some burning questions, and then we're going to do a little Q&A on just cozy things, because this is releasing mid-December. We should all be at home under blankets, lighting candles, 
being cozy. Right. And if you're like me, those blankets are going to be very lightweight and your (laughs) sweatpants are actually going to be shorts. And if you're like me, a little Pacific Northwest girly now, (laughs) you're going to be experiencing weather for the first time in your life, journaling, (laughs) drinking, not tea. I'm not a tea girly yet. Coffee. <laughs> I'm a tea girly now. I've been practicing for my move for to England. <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta be. They kick you out. They don't even. Let I know. You in. <laughs> You're American and you don't like tea. Turn your ass right back around. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so getting into our cozy chats, our first category, Diane, is movies. What are your cozy comfort movies <laughs> for winter holiday season? Okay, so my two cozy movies, and you're gonna laugh at at least one of them. but my cozy movies like movies that i watch literally every year without fail and if i'm with family while we're watching them and somebody starts one of these movies without me i am devastated wait 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 i have a question yeah are you the kind of person who's like laughing before the funny thing happens or like saying the the lines out loud yeah i'm quoting the movie for sure I can't. I absolutely cannot. <laughs> yeah, my family would agree, I think. Okay. So my right. two I just movies... had I just had a I had had an inkling. <laughs> my two movies are It's a Wonderful Life, which I feel mm-hmm. like is just a Christmas staple anywhere. Most family homes in America have seen Jimmy Stewart and It's a Wonderful Life. It's, it's, it's I haven't a good seen one. that in probably at least a decade. Yeah, it's a good one. I used to fight my parents on it when I was a child because it's a black and white movie. Like what 10 year old mm-hmm. wants to watch a black and white movie when they can watch like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in color. So now I love it and I totally get it. And it's a, just uh, I think the reason that I'm so drawn to it as well is that because holidays can be so like emotional for me. It gives you the perspective, like when you're feeling down of like, consider what life would look like without you in it to the people around Mm. you. And as the main character sees without him in the story, people's lives are drastically changed, whether they like don't exist or they, you know, they pass away earlier than they're meant to. And other, you know, like there's a ripple effect when we don't exist. So I think that It's a Wonderful Life is like a really good movie if you're feeling a little bit down to just kind of pop on, grab a cozy blanket, curl up with with a good cup of tea, if you like tea. And a good PSL. Yeah, a good pumpkin spice latte. (laughs) Don't bring any of that peppermint my way. Absolutely not. Oh, Diane will have a PSL in April, but no peppermint in December. (laughs) Wait, like peppermint in general or just in coffee? Just in coffee. Don't give me any of those peppermint mochas. And then the other movie that I watch every year without fail is a childhood favorite of mine. And it's The Muppet Christmas Carol. I don't think I've ever seen that. Muppet Christmas Carol is basically the retelling of A Christmas Carol, obviously. Yeah, but it's the Muppets like... It, so it's set in like England in the in like the 1800s, right? Oh my gosh, it all goes back to England with you. <laughs> yeah, this was meant to be true, your move. true, true, true. Um, yeah, and it's just really good. It's really sweet and cute, and I enjoy watching it. It feels very nostalgic. It's one of those that's cozy. It's also only like an hour and 15 minutes because. It's a children's movie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, those are my two. What movies do you like 
watching. Every year I put on the holiday while I deck the halls. So that's my own tradition. Maddie's usually in the garage playing video games or something and I'm watching the holiday. And then I also really love like Family Stone and Love Actually. Those are like my comfort holiday movies. I do not like Hallmark movies. No, me I've either. tried so hard. Like I yeah. cannot watch them. I even I this is going to be controversial. Actually, I just tried to watch the Lindsay Lohan one last night. I can't do it. I just can't. Is that a Hallmark movie? It may as well be. It's on Netflix. It's like I get it. It's her comeback. I am rooting for her, and like I do think she's a good actress. I think she was like doing it well. But it has one of the guys from Glee. I have no idea what his name is. Like this blonde guy from Glee. And it's, it's oh, it's kind of like Overboard, that old um, Goldie Hawn, Kurt Russell movie mm-hmm. where like she, but it's like Christmas setting. So she like hits her head, gets amnesia, forgets she's rich. And now she's like thrown into the situation where she needs to be like a regular woman and oh. make the bed. And oh, it's so hard to make the bed. And I just can't. I turned it off after like 30 minutes. Overboard was just so good because it was Goldie Hawn. And Kurt Russell. What a fucking fox, right? Yeah. When he's like making the closet at the very beginning of that movie. It's like building her closet on her yacht or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked about comfort movies. What about comfort shows? Do you watch anything specific? I don't have a specific show that I watch during the holidays. But we de- actually just put a TV in our bedroom. We hadn't had a TV in our bedroom in years, like since our first apartment together. So probably in like six years or something. And it's really nice. Mm-hmm. I got to say. Yeah. It is really nice watching TV in bed, laying down. And so one of the shows that we've been watching is For the Love of Kitchens. Have you heard of it? No. Do you know Duvall Kitchens? Yes. Because they're based in the UK. Yeah. Okay, it's their show. Okay. And it's basically like the cadence of like Great British Baking oh, Show. Yeah, like yeah. you okay. know how it's like a it's a British show, so so it's like very like comforting and like shots of the countryside. Yeah. It's not like drill the hole and yeah. like, oh my god, where is it gonna fit? It's like not like ending on a cliffhanger. Like in America, it would be like, oh my god, is it gonna fit through the doorway? We gotta take the door off the hinges. Cut to commercial. This one is very mellow. <laughs> it's very nice. I love it so much. Also, the kitchens are gorgeous. Of course they are. And it's like this craftsmanship that I feel like I don't know companies like this in in America. I'm sure there are so many. Are you if you know of them, please because message me and tell me about them. Capitalism. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But if you know these companies in America, let me know because I would like to support them when I'm furnishing my home. But there's just like, they have a woman in episode one who is using sand to make molds to pour in like, I don't even know, metal, I guess, metal into these sand molds to make knobs. She's like moving the sand so that it looks antiqued. It's, it blew my mind. Really? Like the attention to detail and we were watching it and like the first episode is a castle and they're putting in a kitchen in the the castle. Yeah. But it's just, it's unreal. It's so beautiful. And we have this old house, right? We have a house that was built in 1895. It's a Queen Anne Victorian. You have your own castle. (laughs) Castle. It's a thousand square feet. Uh, But the kitchen was like 
the only area updated really. Mm -hmm. I mean, like obviously the bathroom, everything's updated with plumbing and all of that and lighting, but the kitchen is the most updated. And I feel like it, like once you get to this side of the house, cause the front is the primary bedroom, the entryway, the like living room, which was not a living room when they made it. It's very small in the dining room. And then the other half is like the dressing room, the kitchen and the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And these were very clearly like updated. Like the kitchen is very clearly updated and we were watching it and I wanted to watch it with Maddie because I wanted to like inception him to be like, this is what we need for our home. And he on his own after watching one episode was like, this is what we should do. We should make our kitchen look more like a kitchen that was fit for this house. And I was like, yes. I have done it. <laughs> You're like, the entire reason we have watched the show is to... Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, exactly. Like, this house is begging for marble and brass. <laughs> and one day... That's true. When we save money. Anyway, that's my comfort show right now. What about you? What's your comfort show? So I have two. Um, one is The Great British Baking Show, funnily enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just watch The Great British Baking Show every time I feel a dip in my mood. Like, I'm like, that's a good rule. of Yeah. Thumb. Yeah. If I start to feel a little off, pop on the great British baking show because mm-hmm. everybody likes each other. Everybody's kind. Yeah. I wish American shows were more like that. They don't win money at the end of it. They just win that like glass baking tray or whatever they win. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's and then I so one episode that I was watching today. It's an older one. One of the contestants drops one of her. She's supposed to have like four of these things that she's making and she drops one of them and literally Prue looks at her and goes, don't worry about it. Maybe the taste will all make up for the appearance. And it's like, you don't get that in American shows. You get like people yelling at each other and people swapping the shot, the salt for sugar. And Mm -hmm. yeah. So I just, I realized that, uh, I'm not, I'm not cut out for that. Like, hardcore competition people like you know Mm -hmm. us creating space for people like hate each other i just Mm -hmm. want i just want people to bake really good food and to get along (laughs) so that's i just want people to bake and it goes and we need the nice kitchen to bake yep and so that's one show that i've been watching the other one is one that's a little bit newer i think it came out in 2020 and it is a christmas show it's like a short series it's seven episodes it's on netflix it's called dash and lily and it's like a teenage romance it's really cute i like that guy in it no idea what his name is but he's in a lot of the like he's in euphoria and stuff he's a good actor yeah he's real cute and what i like about it is that one of them is real cynical about christmas and the other one loves the season and she helps him see like the magic of the season. And it's like, again, again, like a good reminder of like, if you're feeling kind of down, like to like look for like the joy in things, but Mm. it's just really sweet and like very heartwarming and wholesome. And the drama is minimal and it's just, you get to see like a whole lot of just adorableness. So I really like that. And it's, I watched it in 2020 and then again in 2021, it was like, Oh, dash and Lily. It's Christmas time. I got to watch that. And now again in 2022, I've watched it. So yeah, it's cute. It's really cute. Okay. So we've covered movies, TV. Let's talk about reading. Do you read any books in particular over the holidays? No, I very rarely reread 
a book. Yeah. But I did just listen to a book, The Little Book of Huga. Huga. The Little Book of Huga. Listen to the audiobook of this. And I know I'm in this period of change and I've been trying to be like more open and receptive to change too. Mm -hmm. And part of moving was I really wanted to change. I wanted to embrace that and see how I would change. And so I've been listening to a lot more kind of books I wouldn't normally listen to and consuming a lot of things I wouldn't normally consume and doing a lot of like my own kind of like therapeutic practices or whatever. So I listened to this audiobook. And I feel like it really shifted my perspective on things because I was so dreading winter just because so many people that I've talked to in Portland are actually people that are transplants from California and hate winter. And everybody is like, yeah, they really don't like winter. And they're like, just make sure you plan a trip for January. Make sure you get your like sun lamp and take your vitamin D and it's going to suck, but it's going to be worth it when spring comes. So I just like all of summer and like anytime I met another person from California or even, you know, local Portlanders too, that have grown up here, they were just kind of bracing me for winter. So I, I was really dreading it. And the first day that it rained and then the whole like weather forecast in your phone showed like rain every day. I was like, Oh God, it's here. Yeah. Like, and I was just in a really bad mood. And then I saw a TikTok of somebody recommending this book. So I put it in my Libby and I listened to it. And now I'm going to buy it, like buy a hardcover of it. And I want to like highlight it, which is something I haven't done since college. I love that. But it really shifted my perspective. So wait, I have to play this again. Huga, is that what it was? Huga. Huga. Okay. Huga is this like Scandinavian thing, Danish thing, which you can kind of replace that word with cozy in English, but it's not exactly the same because it's a whole mindset. Do yeah. you know about this? I do. Yeah. I mean, okay. a lot of my coworkers are in Denmark. I had heard of this, but I never really looked into it before a few weeks ago when I listened to this audiobook. And I really feel like it has shifted my perspective in a way that's been really impactful. And it's all about embracing that growing up in LA or even in summertime, it's like the weather's nice, get out, go be active, even though I'm not active and never really have been, but like go outside, eat outside, do these things. This is the opposite of that. It's dark out, like there's less sunlight and it's all about being cozy. So it's embracing that. It's like not feeling guilty that you're not going and doing things. Instead, it's like, yeah, light the candles. And it's all about embracing that and then making every act that you do more huge. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm more cozy. Yeah. And it's like, and in one part he was saying, the narrator, he said something like, you can go online and buy the thing, but if you go and like, it's basically like compounding the coziness around it to like make this memory. So if you like are online shopping, right? Like, I've been looking for oil portraits. So I found some online that I like and I'm on Cherish and I'm like, ooh, I could buy that. But I really love the oil portrait I got when I was in LA. It was my first vacation to LA I've ever had in my life. I went with my friend Lauren. I found it and I loved it. Now it's this like special memory of like going and finding it and getting it. So it makes the whole thing a special memory instead of just like add to cart and then it comes to your doorstep and the memory is like you online shopping, you know? Right, yeah. So they're, like, creating moments in time yeah. around like the things that you own. the coziness. Right, yeah. yeah. And so it's, I've been thinking of things differently in that way because 
I spend so much of my time online and online shopping. And now I'm trying to actively be like, okay, how can I make these memories around the things in my home? And now for the first time in my life, I own a home Mm -hmm. and I want this to be our home for a long time. And I want everything in here to reflect us. And I want to have a well curated home, but I also want to have the memories. Like I want to find the pieces with Maddie or with my friends or yeah. on vacation and have that special memory yeah. with these things. When somebody says, where did you find that lamp? You can say, yeah. Oh my gosh, let me tell you a story. Exactly. Yes. And it's like that with everything. And that book just really opened my eyes. Cause I've never experienced seasons like this yeah. ever in my life which is like why I've been like journaling about it and like really trying to be receptive to it. Like when we first saw our house, the, there were leaves on the trees, right? When we first came up and saw our house. And then when we got our house and got the keys to our house, there were no leaves on the trees. And then you could really like see your neighbors and like see the people behind you. And I was like, Oh, maybe we need something to be more private back here in our yard. And then spring and summer came and now you have privacy, but now it's like fall and now it's going into winter. Now there's no more leaves and now it's more open. And I'm like, Oh, it's kind of like, I just, I I know this sounds so corny, but I'm like, Oh, it's like nature's way of being like, you need that connectiveness with people. Yeah. You need connection. Even if you're just in, in your home. So it's like, Oh, I can see my neighbors, but maybe that's like nature's way of being like, you need that connection. I know this sounds so no, it doesn't. It, new age hippie. No, it doesn't. It sounds, I mean, when you think of other mammals, most mm-hmm. of them are community driven creatures. So it makes mm-hmm. sense that so much of what this book is talking about is about creating community in some of these spaces. And I mean, creating community when you're looking for a piece of art for your home, you're Mm -hmm. doing it with purpose, with intention. And like you were saying, you want to, you know, you want to create these memories of these pieces in community with someone, whether that's Maddie or Lauren Mm -hmm. or your neighbors. (laughs) I do. I really, it's so hard because I so desperately crave connection and it's why I even started influencing I always roll my eyes when I say that but it's why I started this whole thing it's like I love having messages in my inbox and when I have none I'm kind of sad but when I have a bunch I'm overwhelmed but I've also realized I think I am a little more introverted than maybe I used to be or maybe more than I realized I was Mm -hmm. like maybe I was projecting that I was extroverted but I wasn't really So it's hard for me to like go out and meet people, but I also, I really want to, I want to be that home. That's really like warm and inviting. And I want to have the dinner parties, but I get so in my head, like, Oh, things need to be perfect. And I don't know. I, it's like I, my own thoughts get in my way, but this book has really shifted my perspective and I want to get a physical copy and read it and absorb it. That's really cool. And really like make these impactful changes. So that's what I have recently read. And that's really resonated with me. That's amazing. I love that you talk about how, you know, you get in your own way and in your own head sometimes because I do too. And I think you and I are a lot alike, but I love people Mm-hmm. I also want people to leave when I'm ready for them to leave. And I think yeah. part of connecting with people is that you have to give and take. And it's mm-hmm. not a real connection if it's all on my terms or it's all on their terms. And so often I think that I like ignore connection because 
it's not on my terms. And that's a really good reminder that like we need connection. And some mm-hmm. of that means going outside your comfort zone and doing things that you maybe normally wouldn't do. And yeah, and I definitely think that this world has changed the way that we view consumption. And one thing that I think other countries that are in like at the same tier as us, like these like first world countries do better than we do specifically, is that a lot of times they're consuming with intention, especially because mm-hmm. they're paying, you know, in their taxes for things that maybe we normally wouldn't pay for. Like our taxes are similar. Yeah, our taxes are similar, <laughs> but they maybe pay 40% in taxes instead of 32 or 35 And that's a a bit of a difference, you know, and while they do gain a lot from that, they get things like universal healthcare, education through college and things like that. They also, it also means that they have to make sacrifices in other spaces. Like so many of them, so many of my coworkers take public transportation. And the reason that they even can take public transportation is because their taxes pay for their public transportation. So why would they not take advantage of that? And so they have things Mm -hmm. like bikes and only one car and, you know, and these countries have created space for people to connect in this way, in a, in a Mm -hmm. way that like our country has not, we focused so much on the innovation of things and like the fast pacedness of things and how can we get like instant gratification and, yeah, so I think that this is a really good insight, especially for this season where all we do is consume in the United States. And I'm not saying that other countries don't. I'm not saying that Denmark does not overconsume. I'm just saying I think like overconsumption is hugely prevalent in our society. And yes, it's something I'm actively trying to change about myself too. Yeah. Which is why I feel so disconnected from influencing because I feel gross pushing sales when right. I'm not, I'm trying to actively not shop sales, but at the same time, I'm trying to make other people shop sales. It just makes me feel gross. Yeah, no, I mean, you're in, you're at a crossroads. What do you do? Right. And I started a podcast with one of my best friends about candles that I makes that people s- want to buy candles. I love that so much, but also <laughs> guys, we're really sorry. This is a good reminder. You do not have to buy every candle we talk about. True. You can put it on a wish list. You can find it and smell it. You do not need all these candles. But thank you for listening. And also thank you for telling us when you do buy a candle and you find a candle you love. One of our listeners today messaged us and told us that they bought Barbie Dreamland because we recommended it. Diane is a super fan. And yeah, yeah. And she was like, I totally understand what you guys are saying now. And I just think that that's, those are the type of messages I want to get. I don't want to get the messages of like, I trusted you and I tried this candle and I didn't like it. That's exactly what got me started with parachute. I feel like, because I was so passionate about them. Yeah. I knew about them when they first started out. And when I started talking about them and giving my honest reviews and people trusted me and started purchasing and then they got it and they were so excited. Yeah. That's what like drove me to be like, this is me connecting with people. Mm -hmm. And now I feel that connection with candles, but I also am trying really hard to like not push people to buy. Yeah. It's hard. It's really hard Mm -hmm. because we also want to do things like supporting small makers and things like that. And part of supporting small makers is putting those dollars where our mouths are and mm-hmm. that's hard too it really is what are what are you reading <laughs> so i actually picked two books that i had never read before but that i think are really interesting and one i have not read i have it 
is on the way. But the other one I read this year and I just thought it was really unique and interesting and it is a Danish fairy tale, hilariously enough. You pick a Danish book, I pick a Danish book. It's by Hans Christian Andersen, and it's called The Snow Queen, A Tale in Seven Stories. And the copy that I picked was a, a book that was illustrated by the Finnish illustrator Sana Anaka. And uh, what I really liked about it, the tale itself is a little bit... It's supposed to be for children. I think some of it was like the whole time I was going, well, there's trauma. So it was written in the 1800s, right? And so um, it's the tale of a boy who's been kidnapped by a snow queen and his sister goes to find him and she... Oh my gosh, I this is like... I think I read this as a kid. I've, I'm like Googling this as you talk. But like one of the characters she meets is called the little robber girl and she like puts a knife to her and tells her that she's going to kill her if she doesn't like have a sleepover with her basically. And like not a creepy sleepover, just like that. a. And so I was thinking, and then when they reunite later on in the book, the little robber girl and like the narrator is like, and the little robber robber girl came up to her and said, well, you got yourself into a pickle or something looking for your brother or whatever. Like, you know, she's like, uh, like you went on a big adventure and it was a joyous re like reunification. And I was like, that little girl tried to kill our main character. <laughs> so some of it was like, <laughs> I was just shocked by it, but it was a really, yeah. it was actually really fun to read. It gave me a little bit, like I can tell that the lion, the witch in the wardrobe was influenced mm. by this fairy tale and the illustrations are just gorgeous. So I think it's a really good book of like gifting for gifting. And it has a, like a cute message, but yeah, I, I liked it. It was it was specifically the the one that's illustrated by Sana Anaka. And then the other book is a book of Victorian Christmas ghost stories, and that's the <gasps> one that's coming in the mail. So it was it, that sounds fun. Yeah, it was like if you enjoy the drama of A Christmas Carol, you'll really like these ghost stories. And one of the authors apparently is Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who wrote Sherlock Holmes. So. <gasps> Yeah. So I'm excited. Let me know how that is. I, I feel this tie to like Victorian now that we have this home and now that I've like done more research about I will. how to style our home in that way. Yeah, I will for sure. Okay, so comfort music. Is there anything that you you pop it in the CD player from 2004 <laughs> and it just takes you back? So every Christmas at my dad's house, we would listen to the Charlie Brown Christmas album. So I'm very into that. I got that album when we had a record player and I sold our record player when we moved because it just wasn't the greatest quality. We need to get a new one because I have that album and I am ready to listen to it. And it's just not the same when you're pressing play on Spotify. It's not. It's really not. It's very nostalgic to me, but it is like, it's like, Christmas time <laughs> is here. <laughs> you know that song? Oh, I do. I do. All I think of is just pig pen smells so bad. There's like <laughs> dust all around him, flies buzzing above his head. Like, and here he is just singing about Christmas with Charlie Brown and Snoopy. You know, it kind of seems like a Victorian child is like, Christmas time. <laughs> 
He hasn't eaten in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> he's got he's malaria. Like holding holding the candle. He's in his dressing gown. <laughs> it's, it's kind of sad. It's really sad. But I'm it is comforting mm-hmm. now because I'm just, you know, that's what we listen to. <laughs> what Aww. about you? Uh, I'm actually a sad Christmas song girly. Uh, I don't have. Oh, so you love the Christmas Brown. The Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie Brown. <laughs> uh, I don't have an album in particular, but I do have like favorite songs, <laughs> all of which I can't pronounce. Are you ready for this? <laughs> all the Long Sun, uh, Green Sleeves, Edelweiss, and then um, more modern favorites like Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues and of course River by Joni Mitchell. River by Joni Mitchell is probably top for me. I just play it every year at least 72 times a year. What about what about Mariah? Eh. Wow. <laughs> what about NSYNC? Eh. Merry Christmas. Happy See, all of these songs are way too upbeat for me. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> I, I love a, I love the instant Christmas. I actually too. texted my sister earlier today and I sent her a Spotify playlist to collab with me on and it's a Christmas playlist. And I said, um, made a little like chill music, like sad girl Christmas. Wait, you should playlist. link to that. I want to listen to it. And I will. And my sister goes, she texts me back with the smiley face that has like one tear. It's oh, like yeah, smiling yeah. and it's got Very like one fitting. tear and she's like, looking very sad <laughs> and then she sent like a thumbs up like <laughs> i'm gonna add my charlie brown to it and it'll be so in the middle in the middle it's gonna be mariah carey and charlie brown christmas <laughs> okay i'll no, send it I to said, you i said charlie brown i won't add mariah i'm not gonna I'm, i'll send I'm, it I'll to add you. the one in sing song <laughs> right in the middle of the playlist I'm going to send it to you, but you're not going to be allowed to collaborate if you behave like this. <laughs> this playlist is locked. I'll link, I'll link it though in our show notes. I'll, I'll link it in our show notes. I'll let you collaborate. But if one song, if you're out of pocket one time, <laughs> you're, you're saying no in sync. <laughs> no in sync. Uh, you, you can put, you can put one one it's i'll just put charlie brown i'll keep it sad charlie brown no you gotta just wreck this playlist man with like (laughs) if if i knew how to code i would like put different names so you didn't know it was coming (laughs) oh this is green sleeves my favorite (laughs) all i want for christmas is you that is come on that is classic i know that she like comes to life on December first, yeah. but yeah, isn't it like the whole mo- meme is like she's thawing out? Yeah, <laughs> but like, can she to... not just hibernate for like another twenty nine days? <laughs> I love that song. I love it. It's so good. Okay, I just need to know how did we become friends because I'm basically Wednesday Adams. <laughs> we are very alike and very different. <laughs> Isn't that a joy? Isn't that a joy of friendship that you can be very alike and so very different too? <laughs> so yeah. true. Oh my gosh. What what comfort foods do you always eat around this time of year? Ooh, anything with sugar. 
Anything. Obviously. I mean, that's year round for me, honestly. I have such a mega <laughs> sweet tooth. It's crazy. Before recording this, I ate an entire sleeve of ginger snap cookies. An entire sleeve yeah, okay. by myself. Did they snap or did they, like, are they soft? Snap. They snapped. Okay. Cool, cool, mm-hmm. cool, 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 cool. Diane, what are your comfort foods? Okay, so my comfort foods, basically November hits and I start making something that I've been making for a few years now, which is rosemary bread. My family all really likes it. I really like it too. So I'll make it a couple times between like Thanksgiving, again, around Christmas. And so that's a big one for me. I really like it. And another one is ginger snaps. We have a recipe from my grandmother that my mom and I like to make every year. And they're not really ginger snaps. They're more like ginger chews. Like they're real soft and gooey. Mm. Not gooey, but like they're soft and chewy and delicious. My mom is definitely like we have um, cookies that she's made every year since I was a child. And I love that. Yeah. I want to be a family that makes cookies. Yeah. And so we make some like interesting ones. Like we make these cookies called kolachkis, which are basically like a cream cheese cookie. So they're not super sweet. But then in the center, you cook them with like a teaspoon of jam in the center. So oh, like thumbprint yeah, cookies? Yeah. Yep. Like the thumbprint cookies with like jam in the center. Those are some of my favorite. Yeah. What kind of jam? I think my mom does usually like a mandarin or something like pretty uh, tangy and sweet. And then we do like a mm. raspberry or a strawberry. That's one. Yeah. That's the one. Raspberry with the seeds. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So we make those. Do you do like the tin with assorted cookies and give it out to people? Yeah. Yeah. She does. That's my fucking dream to be a part of that family or be on the receiving end of that. <laughs> Actually, she just wants to be on the receiving end of that. <laughs> Actually, my dream is to have a bunch of older ladies in the kitchen making them. <laughs> And me sneaking bites. I don't actually want to be part of the making it. I'm not like a cook, but I want to be eating it. I want to be around the women making it because it's always like women and they're telling stories. I want that. So my sister and I, when we were kids, we used to help my mom make the cookies at Christmas. Help. Like that's, I use that term loosely. We were probably Mm -hmm. causing a lot of trouble. the bowl. Yeah. We'd like sneak some of the dough. I love that. I love, that's my favorite part of the holidays is like, the gathering in the kitchen mm-hmm. and being around women. I have so many sisters, so it's always been like so many women in the kitchen and stuff. I love that. I love being around women. Yeah. All right. So we talked about all our comfort movies, food. What about activity? I think for both of us, it's candles and puzzles, but what else? <laughs> Anything else? Yeah. So definitely lighting and candle and puzzling. Uh, I personally also love board games. So... Yeah. So two of my favorites to play that are like just cozy board games. What I like about these is that they're not competitive. You're kind of like taking a journey on them and it's all about just finishing the journey. Like by the end of the board game. Dungeons and Dragons? No, this is not Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) Dungeons and Dragons, you're fighting things. So two of these board games that I really like are called Ticket to Ride and Tokaido and both of them are sort of like vacationing style board games where you're like just collecting things just getting to the end and at the end you kind of see what you've gotten I don't think that there's really a winner to either one maybe Ticket to Ride has I can't it's been a minute since I played Ticket to Ride but they're really cozy they're really fun so if you're looking for like board games to play with friends or family that are like chill board games like you're going to drink a bottle of wine and just hang out and chat. These are two board games that I really, Ugh, really recommend. my dream. Yeah. My dream scenario for the holidays is like no one is working all of December. December's chill. <laughs> you're sleeping in. You're watching. It's all soft clothes. Yeah. You have a bunch of candles lit. 
you're baking things, you're making stews and soups and like really cozy, comforting food. Mm -hmm. You're eating Swedes. No one is talking about like, wait, Oh, I need a diet. No, you're cozy family memory, chit chat, and you're playing board games. You're staying up all night. You're not looking at your phone. Yeah. You're like, Oh, I went to the store and saw this and thought of you. That's my dream. You know, I say this all the time. My dream is to have adult children I don't really want children, children. <laughs> you want to be, I don't want to, I don't want to baby or toddler, but I want like grown children that I have memories with. And then we all come together and drink wine and talk about our shared memories and play board games and have so much fun together. That's my dream. Yeah. So friends. You, basically I want friends. I was going to say, you just want friends. <laughs> I want friends. <laughs> I want friends that you have that like comfort with that where you're just like in your cozy coat, cozy clothes. Mm hmm. Yeah, you can just be yeah. yourself. I feel like if I lived in Portland, because you would never live here. So I was trying to imagine that. In Florida? Absolutely yes, no. not. So if I lived in Portland, we we would be the cozy friends because yes. I basically live in cozy clothes. Like I just make and up what's you that. bake. <laughs> and I bake. You bake bread. Yeah. I don't bake. Maddie cooks. And I cook. I pour wine. I'll come over and Maddie and I will cook together. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. You guys cook. I'll pour wine and you'll give, commentary. I'll get everyone loaded. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god! I'll do gosh. the dishes. I do the dishes. That's, That's my true. That, do you know how much like Thanksgiving specifically dishes Lots over Thanksgiving dishes. and Christmas lifesaver. If you're the person mm -hmm. who you're not a big cook, you know, you're just there for the family and the food during these holidays, please understand that for the cook, like doing the dishes is chef's kiss you're welcome maddie yeah exactly holidays would not be done without you like we need you superheroes of the kitchen oh Thank my gosh you. it's a lot of work but <laughs> someone's got to do it <laughs> and the other thing that i do that i've picked up recently that i feel like i've just i've reached my final form like i i am a grandmother now is <laughs> i wear stretchy pants and mm -hmm. and I crochet now I picked up a crochet kit a while ago mm -hmm. it's like a kit that comes with like a, a piece that's pre-started for you in their tutorials and stuff and I just started crocheting random things and now I'm just I cannot be stopped <laughs> I love that I have crocheted a blanket and a pillow in my life it's so fun it's I so should pick great. it back up yeah it's just, I, I committed too hard and I got like the most expensive wool mm -hmm. story in my life. I need to find a way to do it sustainably. That's not going to drain my bank account. Yeah. I feel but that. I would love to do that. Oh God. What a dream. Have you over cozy clothes, wine, baked goods, right. good food, board games, crocheting, puzzling candles. This is my dream. Yeah, the thing I love about like puzzling and crocheting specifically is that it gives my brain something to do from just like zoning out and I can still be in the room with people so I can hang out with my family members. But if I'm crocheting, it's I don't know, like it re relieves anxiety, puzzling and crocheting, just like give me something to do where I'm not actively thinking about all the other things that I should be doing, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, it allows me to be like present with people, but also, like I said, doing something. I love it. This is why we're friends. We have all these shared interests. You just get a little nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I have really enjoyed our cozy chats because I think at the heart of it, I just want to live a cozy life. Me too. <laughs> we have a rapid fire question from one of our listeners. 
A Drizzle asks, what are your favorite cozy drinks to sip while burning candles? Wine. Wine. Is that a cozy drink? I just love wine. Wine does make you I, warm, right? Yeah. Wine is great. I've gotten super into wine. What kind of wines do you like? I really like natural wines. Okay. I love an orange wine. Ooh. I love a gamay. Okay. I love a biodynamic wine. <laughs> Ashley's over here using words I've never heard. I love a wine. What about you? What do you, what's a cozy drink? One thing that I like a lot actually is there's a peanut butter whiskey. And if you make like a hot chocolate and then you pop some peanut butter whiskey in there, it's like a grown up drink and it's like a peanut butter chocolate drink and it's delicious. Uh, another mm. grown up drink that I like, I went to Scotland in 2019 and I went to a Christmas market and they had some of my favorite things there, like cheese fondue with fresh baked bread. <laughs> and then we had Gluvine with it, which if you had, haven't what? had Gluvine, it's like a hot berry, like cider wine. Like this mold, is a very like, international like, episode. <laughs> cider. And it's, it was good. It's really good. I like, I like those types of things. I like homemade apple cider. You know, I would love like a mold wine, but I'm not going to make it myself. Yeah. But I would love that. Okay, just come to London. It'll be fine. Ashley, we have a couple other burning questions. One question is, do we accept candles from small makers? Absolutely. We would love small maker candles. Send we us would love that. small maker candles. The one, the one thing I would love to stress is that we just can't buy as many candles as we want mm -hmm. to. And we're really trying to limit our consumption, which we touched on earlier, but we would love to try candles and we would love to give airtime to anybody who wants to send us candles. But that being said, if we're going to review your candles, we're going to do it honestly. So just be prepared for honest feedback. Yeah. Diane and I really value small makers, small businesses, and we want to support yes. those kind of companies, yeah. even though I love to talk about home court, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, and send us an email at candlechats at gmail. That's the easiest way to reach us. Yes, for sure. And another question that kind of ties into that, how can we support the podcast? Oh, it's so easy and so free. All you need to do is leave a review that helps our podcast so, so much. And tell your friends, share it to stories, share it with people in real life. Yeah. Tell candle makers about us. Get the word out. All of this is free and so, so helpful. Yeah, we talked last week about a candle maker who got in touch with us because one of our listeners reached out to them and said, you got to check these girls out. And mm -hmm. we loved their candle. I mean, it was top tier. Yeah, I can't stop burning it. It's so good. The obelisk one is the one we're talking about. So speaking of getting the word out, uh, one of our listeners messaged us today and said, uh, her name is Mindy. And she said, I just want y'all to know that this podcast is a bright spot in my week. I look forward to it so much. It's soothing and comforting. And I want you guys to get sponsorships so badly. Also, oh, me too. I'd buy a subs subscription box from you in a minute. That's so nice. Yeah. Thank you, Mindy. That really is on my vision board. Same. We've had a couple listeners mention it now. And uh, yeah, and we even had... Um, some candle makers reach out and say that they'd be in on really yeah another cool thing that mindy mentioned was that she listens with her daughter who's seven. Oh no <laughs> oh no I'm, I'm flashing back to all the times i've dropped an f-bomb <laughs> i'm sorry mindy's child 
But she said that now every Tuesday her daughter asks for candle chats. Stop it. I'm going to cry. I know. That's so nice. And for Christmas, she wants a Barbie Dreamland candle. Oh my gosh. I can't even. Hashtag caviar tastes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So there is a woman who follows me on Instagram that I chat with a bunch and one of her sons is obsessed with a parachute body pillow. I love that. So much so that like she got him his own like down all pillow from parachute because he's so obsessed with a body pillow. Oh my gosh. That kind of stuff, like young children having this like bougie taste that speaks to my soul. Cause I feel like I was that kid right? too. Right. It's just, we were it's so children. sweet. I know it's like spoiling them and whatever, but it's so sweet. No, but I'm, I'm probably going to cry about this later. Yeah. That's so Mindy, your message made our day. Like truly. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley speechless. Really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> she got a little misty eyed there. <laughs> a little misty. <laughs> It's just so funny because we, we chat weekly now, which has been so nice. And I know we'll, we'll say things in the podcast, like, oh, if you're listening, but I'm not really, it still kind of blows my mind that people do listen. Yeah. Like the people that I know that listen are my mom, my friend, Lauren, and me. I listen back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course we do. Yeah. And my mom and my sister listen to the podcast and I agree. It's something when people reach out to us and say, I bought this candle because of you. And just knowing that, like, you guys are out there listening means it really does mean so much to us. Yeah. And like anytime there's a new review, it's either Diane or I screenshotting and sending it to each other and like being very emotional about it. Truly, I I cry more often. <laughs> I'm a big crier in general. I cry all the time, but it's, it's been getting to me. Yeah. No, but it's like these are good cries, you know. Mm-hmm. Speaking of crying, do you mm-hmm. want to get into the meltdown? Sure. (laughs) In our last episode, we talked about my my friend Lauren surprising me and coming for my birthday. And so we're actually recording this before she gets here so that I don't have to edit it while she's here. But when this airs, she will have come already. But anyway, I edited out a bunch of that conversation where Diane and I were both crying, just talking about friendship and everything yeah so last week was an emotional meltdown this one i put in our show notes my meltdown is that i'm financially stressed which i feel like i've touched on throughout this episode yeah i feel like my heart used to really be in influencing and specifically with like parachute but i've noticed that the things that i really love from parachute have been in like the last chance section mm-hmm. and everything seems a little more neutral now. And I just feel like my connection with them as a brand isn't as strong. And that is worrisome because so much of my income was tied to these sales. And that's when I would make the bulk of my money through influencing. And this last sale, I made like the least amount I've ever made mm-hmm. from a parachute sale. And I, I think it's because of me because my heart wasn't in, in it as much. And I wasn't pushing it as much. And also I think just overall people are financially stressed right now. Yeah. It's been a tough year. Yeah. And I know I'm not shopping as much, even though it probably sounds like it with all the candles I'm buying, but I'm not shopping as much. So it feels like hypocritical almost to go and like try and push people to buy things. And I even talk people out of things when they message me sometimes and I'll be like, Oh no, like you don't really need that thing. So more and more I'm realizing that it's not sustainable, right. For me to be an influencer because 
It's just not, it's not because really you're my too personality. honest. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I'm a really great salesperson when I'm excited about something yeah. and then it's not even like I'm thinking about sales. It's just like, I'm so excited. I want to tell people I want them to be excited. I love sharing the things I love. So like, that's why I was really excited to talk about getting a home court candle and really liking that rose scent because it was just like such a good candle yeah. and really shocking to me that it was that good. Same with like a lot of the net candles and all these other candles we talk about, um, which is why this podcast is great, but I'm just feeling, you know, at this point when this podcast airs, I'm 35, which feels like a full blown adult, not like you're in your twenties anymore. And I feel like I should have it figured out and I don't have it figured out. I don't, I don't want to go back to a corporate marketing job and I don't want to have my money tied to influencing. I feel for the first time in a really long time that I'm on the right path with this podcast. I feel really fulfilled by it mm -hmm. and I really enjoy doing it. And I really enjoy editing it and talking with you about it and doing all the things related to this, but we're not making money from it. And so I'm just, I'm just financially stressed and that's my meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> And just that like no clear answer as to like how I can make money. If anybody has any ideas, let me know <laughs> if there's a clear career path you see for me. Let me know. Are there any psychics listening? I would, I love a psychic. <laughs> what did you want to do when you were a kid? I've never been somebody that's like career driven felt in my bones that oh, I'm going to grow up and be a doctor. I'm going to grow up and do this. I've never been that person ever in my life. And, um, what is it called? There's a thing that's like you're a projector, a manifester, a manifesting generator. There's a name for this kind of thing. Yeah, I can't remember. And it's remember tied it. to your birth chart. Mm -hmm. And actually our wedding photographer turned friend, she did that for us when she did our anniversary, our five-year anniversary photos. She like did the quiz with us and found out Maddie's a manifesting generator and I'm a projector. And she was reading through it. And part of being a projector is like, you wait for opportunities to come to you. You're not the kind of person who fits well in a corporate structure. Cause you're not like motivated to work all day. Mm -hmm. And like, that's not how you work and you get motivation and all of this from like feeling accepted. And when people like, I feel so fulfilled when people come to me for advice and listen to my advice. And that's tied back to being like Enneagram two and things too. Like they're all interconnected. Right. But I really feel like I align with the projector thing, but I'm just not sure what a clear career path would be. Yeah. And I also, I never wanted to be like reliant on a man for income. And I'm very much reliant on Maddie right now to pay our bills, our mortgage and everything. And it's just, it's stressing me out. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. It's stressful. But yeah, if you are listening and are like, Oh, I have an idea. Send me a DM, send me a message. <laughs> That's what I'm internally struggling, struggling with as I'm journaling about nature. So you're not, you don't want to rely on a man. Are you cool no. with relying on your really cool friend who's moving to London because you could just move with me? Oh, you want to bankroll me? I'll bankroll you. I'll be your sugar mama. Perfect. The only problem Goodbye, is that Maddie. the only problem is that you and I have a very expensive taste. Very so. expensive taste. Yeah, and net doesn't ship to the UK. So what do we do? What do we do if we lose our net connection? <laughs> I am losing my net connection. Okay, so here's what I've been doing um, lately. As you guys know, I'm, you know, as I get candles and I try them, 
I either put them in like a box that's like being shipped to England or not being shipped to England. <laughs> and right now that box is net candles. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, I wanted to ask you about this earlier. You got their minis. Can you talk about their minis a little bit? Yeah, I can. Of course. Of course I can. Any opportunity to talk about Okay, that. here here are the things I want to know. Yeah. How many ounces are they? Yeah. Are they how like rate the throw compared to to like our our rating system of like PF Rowan to boy smells or like even compared to their normal ones mm -hmm. and how do you like the vessel basically everything i want to know everything sure. the three candles that i got were chai milk mm -hmm. finally i'm so excited sunday chess ooh and another life another life oh that's the very first one i ever got from them yeah and so chai milk and sunday chess are in their ceramic collection and another life is in their glass collection and i will say that i have chai milk and sunday chess open on my desk right now and i can smell both of them oh you can smell them just sitting i there? can smell them just sitting there and they're 2.6 ounces a piece. They're heavy. They're like votive size. Yeah, they are. I really like these because they're 2.6 ounces, but they've got like heft to them. Like the candles themselves. Uh, this glass is like thicker than the glass that you get in their glass collection, their current glass collection. And the throw is like pretty standard net. I, I mean, obviously, if I had like a full size chai milk in front of me, that would win over like a votive candle because there's there's more in in a large mm -hmm. size candle but i think that they got the like the percentage of punch that they put into a full-size candle translated well to their minis like they got they got it right mm -hmm. like the right the ratio so you wouldn't say that it's like you should only burn it in like a tiny room you like you think even in like a living room like standard size living room or dining room you could smell it when i was burning chai milk the other day in the votive size in the 2.6 ounce size, uh, I could smell it in my office. I could smell it in the bathroom next to my office. I could smell it in that like hall area in the kitchen. I could smell it, but it was much fainter. Like I knew the candle was in another room. And so, Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. So I think that for you, cause you're in a small house as well, you could probably light chai milk in your kitchen and smell it in your dining room. Yeah, it it wouldn't be Man, strong, okay. but it would Maybe be like, you know, you would smell it. You would know that it was there. Mm -hmm. And I think you're right. I prefer Sunday chess to chai milk. And I will say that chai milk, the cold throw on chai milk is much stronger than the cold throw on Sunday chess. Like it's overpowering it. Not in a bad way. Just uh, if you're looking for like which candle packs the most punch, I would say out of the three chai milk, Sunday chess and other life. That's kind of how I would rank the and another life and Sunday chess are more in the PF candle range, like light mm -hmm. cold throw. Not I haven't burned these yet, so I don't know how the burn is in terms of like the, the the projection of it. So it might be like stronger than a PF candle and chai milk is in that like other land range where it's like really good for the size that it is, but it's not going to slap you across the face like a boy smells does. Right. Yeah. I like that about net is like you get the scent projection, but none of it smells artificial or anything. Never. So none of it seems cloying. Yeah. They're the only full size candles that I can ever burn in my office without having mm -hmm. to move out of my office at some point in time mm -hmm. because the, 
even though the projection and the throw is there, like they're strong candles, but I never feel exhausted with them in my yeah, vicinity. Or overpowered yes. by them. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't, they don't give me headaches. They don't, um, like hurt my nose or anything like that. And there have been some other candles, um, like even candles that I've burned recently that I love, like candles that I absolutely love are too strong. Cause my office is small are like too, yeah. too strong for my office. And so I'll start them in here and then move them out into another area where I can still enjoy them, but just like at a lower yeah. Yeah. So they're good. You know, I feel like at some point, since we talk about net all the time, it would be fun to do like, um, like a bracket where we have all of their candles and like rate them against each other to get like the winner, even though the winner is probably Barbie dreamland. Yeah. But just to like do an extensive review of each. Oh, of their I would scents. love that. I, like I can I stop know. burning them for the next. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> No, I can't. <laughs> I was gonna say for the next year until we've saved up enough money to collect all the candles. Oh my gosh. Now if you're listening, um if you send us candles, we'll rate them all against each other. Yeah, I'm not sure if anyone at Net listens, but if they did, I think they would be like, um, are they okay? They're like are yeah, they, super fans. They'd be like, Oh, we need to get a restraining order out against Yeah. That would be my worst nightmare to lose my access to net candles. <laughs> don't cut us off <laughs> we sound yeah, like I, addicts i it's it's kind of crazy i bet people listening are like they must be sponsored over i it. guarantee you we're not but i wish we were yeah they're probably over it but the even the packaging was really nice and what i love about these is that once i'm done with these these will make actually like really good like large shot glasses i was thinking they'd be cute to like clean out and then just put a votive or a tea light in like your your restaurant you know and have it on your table they'd also be good to like hold small things you know like they're like these are gonna be useful in a way that um a lot of like smaller candles Mm -hmm. aren't once you get them so I, i really like them well, great. Now I want to get some. Yeah, well, oh, espresso cups. That's what I was going to say. They would make great, oh, adorable yeah. little espresso, like two-shot espresso cups. Super cute. All right. We got to stop talking about them. Fine. <laughs> I'm done. Tell me tell me about your meltdown. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I'm just, I know that people in colder climates get, they get seasonal depression and burnout and stuff just because the sun is setting earlier. They're not, you know... It's cold all the time. They're not getting out the way that they were before. And obviously living in Florida, I have sun more often than people who don't live here. But I think I still get seasonal depression because I'm just exhausted and burnt out. And for people who don't know, I have a full-time job and I also freelance and I do candle chats. And you also work on candle chats a lot. I work on candle chats a lot. And I am because I'm moving, I'm selling a lot of my stuff. So I'm very active on platforms like Mercari and Poshmark and Depop trying to move merchandise like my leather goods and shoes and things like that. So it's just been a lot. And I feel like the things that I enjoy doing are becoming like few and far between. So I... I'm crocheting less, I'm puzzling less, I'm moving less. And that's hard. It's hard because I just feel I feel really burnt out and tired. And I'm also an Enneagram 2 who 
if you like haven't heard the joke, the joke is like Enneagram twos always ask like how can I help even when they don't want to help they still it's like ingrained in us to say how can I help and so Mm -hmm. I feel like I've just been asking a lot like how can I help and instead of saying like I need I need a minute I need help yeah instead of saying like I need help and so uh it's just it's hard it's hard and I am also somebody who's working on my boundaries of like specifically in freelance and stuff in setting like really honest deadlines and saying I'm, you know, I'm booked for this, but I can help you here. And recognizing that, like trying to make sure that people know, hey, I do work a full-time job and I do have other commitments. And, and while I would love to help, this is the timeline in which I can help. And the issue with that is that when you're freelancing for companies who are doing this full-time, they're gonna like work really hard to get what they need within their time timeline, which they they need to like it's you know and the the issue with that is that when you're someone like me who really struggles setting boundaries and then when they do set boundaries and someone pushes against those boundaries my boundaries crumble so I'm like the person who's like hey I you know I can't help tonight but I can help tomorrow and then they're like but we really need it by tomorrow and so what I tend to do is like wake up very early or stay up very late to like help make these things happen. And it's a me, it's a me thing. (laughs) It's something that I need to work on is saying no and being firm in that no, because no one's going to like, no one's going to respect my boundaries if I don't respect my boundaries. Mm, mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's hard. It's really hard. It's hard to say like, I can't, I don't have capacity. And even at work, I, I said, Hey, I'm, I'm a little light today. Like, does anyone need help with anything? Oh my God, Diane. I immediately had people asking me for help. And instead of saying, Hey, of course, instead of saying like, Hey, I can help with that, but I can't help with this. I took it all. And then I was like, I looked at myself like two hours later and I was like, today was supposed to be like a light day because I didn't have much on and I was going to accomplish this like backlog task that I've had on me for like literally a year. And I was just like, what am I doing? Like I should have, I should have kept my mouth shut. That's a two wing three thing. (laughs) I'm a two wing one. I would not do that. Absolutely not. Nope. I'm, I'm like revved up bulldog. I want to go like yell at your coworkers and also (laughs) you stop doing that. My coworkers are so great though. Like my boss is Uh, amazing. My coworkers are great. They're not. No, no, they're not. Yeah. So that's, that's mostly what it is, is I've just like reached the, like the end of my capacity for the year, not only the end of my capacity, but like the end of my creative capacity specifically. If you're a creative, you know, kind of how this works. You have to like fill up, right? Like you have to, you have to like take in creativity to output creativity and when mm-hmm. you work in, in a corporate job, like if you're someone who, like me, I'm a graphic designer in the corporate world, because I'm like outputting a lot and I'm and there's not a lot of time during the day to like input. Right. I don't stop to like consume creativity. Well, Diane, it sounds like you could have today, but instead you were like, give me more work. Yeah, that was Monday. <laughs> I can't believe you did that. That's that annoys me. I'm sorry. I wasn't thinking about it. You know, you know how like, so my go-to when I don't have anything on my plate or when I don't have like enough, I'm using air quotes, when I don't have like enough on my plate is to say like, how can I help? That's just like my default. And I think part of it is like, Ugh. like I've said before, like the programming of 
my religious I can't. This upbringing. This is how you get taken advantage but of. Also, this drives me crazy. I know, I'm sorry. But also, I would like to say that one thing, and, and if you're someone who mentors people, consider what you say and how you say it, because one thing that stuck with me for a very long time, and it's something that plays in the back of my head constantly at 32 years old, over 10 years later, is that I had, like, my very first mentor... He was a nice guy, but I I don't think that this perspective, like this take was a good take. He told me work for free until somebody tells you you're good enough to be paid. And I think what he needed to say was like respect, like know your worth, work to that worth. And so what happened is that I came out of college and worked for free for like months and months and months to be paid very little and to work. Like, so since I've and even before college, because I was someone who like overachieved in college, like in order to get my bright futures, Florida has something called bright future scholarships, which are, um, like college scholarships in order to maintain my bright future scholarships, I needed to take 12 credit hours. And I, I took 15 and 19. And at one point I took 21. Like I was like 12 credit hours. What are those? Let's take 21. Why? Because, because, and I know. And so, so I think that that's something that has really stuck with me is that one person somewhere along the line said work for free until you're like, someone says you're good enough to get paid. And instead, Diane, you're good enough to get instead paid. Instead of, please stop. right. And instead of like taking that and being like, dumb, like that's stupid. Uh, cause we live in what a capitalist society, you have to get paid. <laughs> Instead, I just go like, oh, well, I'm, you know, my plate isn't full enough. They're going to look at me and say that I'm not worth what they're paying me unless I take on X amount of work. And so if you're in that position, just know that like that's a bunch of bull crap and we're going to work through this together. And I'm with you right there. <laughs> and candle chat's not my only job. So candle chat's is my only job, but I'm not messaging anyone for any extra work. <laughs> i love you so much Uh, this kind of stuff gets me so fired up i hate when people i love are taken advantage of and when they like give so much and don't receive and i know that happens with you with gifting and i know it happens with you with workload it's why i when you were like i'll edit our episodes i was like i want to learn how to do Mm -hmm. this because i don't want it to be you doing everything i am so grateful though that you do because at once so guys um ashley and i do everything ourselves so we write our own content we create our own visuals we re-record and edit our own podcasts a lot of big podcasts that you listen to uh, like they have teams of people who help with this this is just ashley and i and at one point she messaged me and said the last the last episode took me 15 hours to edit and (laughs) Our first episode took me about 15 hours to edit. So when Ashley says that she wanted to share the workload, if she had not been willing to like share the editing workload with me, that would be 15 hours a week that I would be dedicating t- on top of like what that's I just already editing. Yeah. That's, that's not just including editing. the graphics you yeah. make. That's not including writing everything out yes. to be prepared yeah. so that the editing is more minimal, even though it's we always kind of get off topic. Yeah. And so, yeah, we work really hard at this and Ashley specifically has been like kicking ass in our editing. Oh, thanks. Well, Diane taught me how to edit. She is a really great person. I hope that's coming through. Thanks. We just love each other. We do. We're just like (laughs) in love with each other. Best friends. Lauren, don't hate me. You know, I heard something the other day about best friends and it's like, it's a tear. It's not 
a person like you can get to best friend tier yes. it doesn't mean like yes. it's just a singular person yeah like when I say my best friend like I think Maddie's my best friend I think Lauren's my best friend I think you're my best friend yeah that's not saying one is better than the others I think you all are in that like category we all fulfill different roles right like yeah when you need something specific that only maddie can can like give you you're gonna go to maddie when you need something specific that you know like when you said recently that you just missed lauren like that's it doesn't mean like you telling me that does not make me go ashley doesn't love me it makes me go of course you miss her lauren like filled a vital role in your life and now that role is missing and it doesn't matter if you find someone who likes you know, antiquing with you or likes going to the restaurants with you. If they don't fill your cup the way that Lauren fills your cup, you're still going to need your cup filled that way sometimes. And that's all like, yeah. Well, that's the thing too, is Lauren and I have been friends since we were literally like freshmen in high school. Mm -hmm. So even if I, and I have met people here, I do like, and I feel like in one of the episodes, I kind of made it seem like I haven't, I have met people in Portland that I like and that I'm building friendships with. Right. But I'm no matter what, no friend that I make now will have that 20 year history with me. I won't have that comfort level with someone else, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's realizing that too. It's a lot of growth happening and it's hard. Eventually you can grow to like love somebody the way that you love Lauren or like depend on them the way that you depend on Lauren or confide in them the way that you confide with Lauren. But it's still different. Like the history that you have will always be different and it's okay to miss your friends. And it's okay. If you're mourning a friendship or a relationship right now and you feel really lost, it's okay. Like mourn that grieve it, miss it. Like this is not a linear process. Holidays are hard. Life is hard, but lean into what feels good. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to like, I'm leaning into candle chats because it feels really good. It feels really rewarding, even though we're not making money, yeah. but it, it just, this is filling my cup in a way that a lot of things haven't. So I'm leaning into it and I'm, I'm trying to get out of my head. I'm trying not to focus so much on being stressed financially because I do have a very supportive partner, but it's hard. You know, life is hard. Do you know what's hilarious about this? Like about candle chats is that these are conversations that you and I would be having mm-hmm. if we were not recording. So like when you say things to us, like I felt like I was just having a conversation with two friends or like, you know, I felt like I was listening in on a conversation with my two friends. It's because you are like, these are real conversations. Like what I just told Ashley about, like, you know, like, like grieving and like missing people and things like that. Like that's something that I would tell her on the phone. Yeah. We cut out some of the more vulnerable parts because we aren't there yet. (laughs) In our, in our last episode, we both cried for a little bit and I cut that out because I was like, yeah, I was like, this is too vulnerable for episode six. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe episode 26. (laughs) Yeah. We're trying to keep it lighthearted kind of, um, by episode 26, we're stopping for bathroom breaks and we're taking you with us. Yeah, but and it really when people message and say is like they feel like they're our friends sitting in with us, that is the exact feeling I wanted people to feel when they listen to this. And that's why I only reached out to Diane 
asking her to do this because Diane and I are the ones having these long conversations and we were doing this before. And even after we hit end recording, we usually still talk for like another hour, hour and a half, two hours after. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. We, we used to have weekly dates. Now these are our weekly dates. Yeah. (laughs) It's just all recorded, but we used to have weekly dates. And the one day our, we were literally on the phone for five hours. So anyway, so if you've made it this far, God bless you. you. (laughs) No, seriously, we really appreciate you. We appreciate everything that you do for us. If you're enjoying our podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review. It's an easy, free way that you can help spread the word about Candle Chats. And we'd really appreciate it. And if you have any burning questions or would like to send us a candle to review, send us an email at candlechats at gmail.com. You can also leave us a burning question via voice message, and we'll have that link in our show notes. If you're feeling social, give us a follow on Instagram. You can find us at, at Candle Chats. You can find Ashley at Ashley Hosmer. You can find me at Diane Zeiss. And don't forget to be kind. And trim your wicks.